What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. We have Dr. Derek Love on with us live from uh, Dallas, Fort Worth area in the big state of Texas. Um, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. Man, the pleasure is all mine, Mr. Bailey. It is all mine. I'm excited about this show. Excited to talk to you as well, too. I'm looking forward to everything today. Absolutely. So, well, let's kick it off then. Uh, the first question I'd like to ask most of my uh guest on the show is championship leadership is the name of the podcast so what comes to mind for you uh when you hear championship leadership when i hear championship leadership when i hear of championship leadership i think of servitude i think uh one who's willing to serve one who's willing to go above and beyond to meet the needs of the people one who's willing to cast vision and to also, in that casting that vision, also to create buy-in to others, buy-in to the vision. Uh, when I think of champion as being victorious, uh, victorious, um, mm -hmm. champion uh, the victory for the overall win for the organizational health and the goals of the organization. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Uh, it's always fun, you know, every time I've asked that question, I would think that I would kind of run out of definitions and way pe ways people would describe it, but it usually, uh, is something different 200 about 250 episodes in so it's pretty awesome to see how how many ways they slice it uh championship <laughs> leadership right so why don't you uh why don't we get into who you are and uh kind of give the listeners that aren't familiar with you you know who you are where you're from how you've gotten to where you are today what it is that you are up to today um Hey, so uh, I'm Dr. Derek Love. Uh, wasn't always a Dr. Love, so <laughs> but I started in humble beginnings, beginning uh, back in Oklahoma. So I'm originally from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Born and raised, went to high school there, undergrad for college, and then matriculated from Oklahoma to the great state of Texas, where I currently reside in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. But I've had a long-standing career, 19 years in K-12 public, public education, serving as a teacher, administrator, uh, assistant superintendent, um, chief academic officer, to name a few of the 
principal and also assistant principal. Um, so I've had a good tenure in K-12, still in K-12, but also serving in higher education as well, too, um, as a senior dissertation adjunct professor for the Whip Grand Canyon University and the owner of New Horizon Institute, the founder and owner of my business, New Horizon Institute, where we change educational paradigms to be organizational needs, um, educational needs, and um, professional development. And so that's a little bit about me, but also I, am, I have an amazing wife who keeps me healthy, vibrant, and young, and of course, uh, an accountability partner at the same time, and three uh, amazing children um, that I love dearly, um, spending time with them, being very intentional and in spending time with them and the family unit. So I enjoy hanging out. I enjoy the small things in life. And that's a little bit about who I am and my journey. Awesome, man. Yeah, thank you. How, how long have you been married? 13 years, I apologize. 13 years, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, congratulations. And three kids. Three um, kids. How, how old are they? Uh, 10, 7, and 6. Okay. So we're not... Uh, we're not too far apart. I'm actually going on 20, which is crazy to believe. Uh, 20 oh, wow. years of marriage this year. Yeah. Like, Man, by, the, by the grace of God, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I got three kids, uh, 13. Well, just, just having birthdays. Just had a 13th birthday. 11 will be this month and then eight. So, yeah, we're, we're uh, similar paths there. That's for sure. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit more about this academy of yours. So New Horizon Institute, we are a nonprofit. Institute, Yeah, so New Horizon Institute is a nonprofit. Uh, so we provide a conglomerate of services as, for, as, it relates, as it pertains to professional development, coaching, training, um, leadership development, uh, organizational health development, uh, mentoring. And so these are the kind of the components we provide to um, education entities, um, organizations, uh, corporations, uh, for corporations who's trying to move the needle um, and motivation and um, also trying to get a pulse on the morale health and uh, helping them to come in and channel that energy to move the vision forward of where they're trying to go into complete. So I've been the owner of that and CEO for the past five years um, when I launched that company. And so it's been exciting. There's been some ups and downs, peaks and valleys, uh, highs and lows, as you know, uh, operating that as well, too. So but most importantly, it's uh, it's been great. It's been fun. So still having fun with it, still enjoying it. And um, it's it's what I love to do. Yeah, that's important. So, yeah. How did that come up about? Because, of course, you have extensive background as well in the K through 12 schools, as you said. Um, so where did this vision for uh, the New Horizon Institute come about? Well, I kind of wanted to leave my footprint. You know, as most people say, one day want to have a footprint to leave and um, and helping to cultivate education reform in so many different ways. Um, reform not only just for K-12 and K-16, uh, you know, P-16, and or for businesses as well, too, and organizations. And so I wanted to be able to have a greater influence and that greater dynamic to, to help people along the way, kind of give back what was given to me. So the tools that were given to me, the, um, the tools, the strategies of how to network, how to move up individuals to uh, deeper levels so that they can move the organization. And so I wanted to be able to give those things as well too. 
So that's the reason why I kind of launched the new the nonprofit. Yeah, thank you. Who are some of the championship leaders that you've had impact your life uh, along along this this journey that we have? Um, and, and more so really than who they are, but, but also really, what is it? What are some of the characteristics that have stood out coaches, mentors, people that have impacted you along the way? Well, I've had many of them, (laughs) many along the way. Yeah. But one of the great things is Nate that I believe though, I've had some ones that, um, while I was going through it under the tutelage and leadership, I felt like, oh my gosh, you are horrible, you're bad. (laughs) Um, but you know, one of the things that I thoroughly appreciate just now looking back over those things, I'm one is Dr. Cheryl Washington. And it would be sometimes, man, we would go back and forth, back and forth. But what I learned from her was most importantly is to learn through the the the, the good and the bad. So when the things that I, the things that I wouldn't do moving forward, I learned from her. So how to treat people, how to motivate and encourage and still make them, not make them, but, you know, um, motivate them to go beyond their wildest dreams and hopes and aspirations and really plug in things. I, those things I learned from her, the things that I thought, well, maybe I would never do an employee like that. <laughs> I learned those life lessons as well, too. But I learned how to be pushed even when through the uncomfortability moments in, in leadership. And I think those were the growth moments for me that I gained so much wisdom and perspective um, and knowing how to work with people in, you know, uh, closing that divide, the the communication divide and making sure that we're all being, we were all being champions for one another to create this level of synergy and hope and enthusiasm that would move the organization. And so she taught me a lot in, in, in that um, and so I'm grateful for the moments that the, the moments of pushing my thinking, my creativity, moving beyond the box, realizing there's no limitations. Um, and so she she cultivated that even more in me, even though it was like a stretch and a pull and a fight. And I was like, leave me alone, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. she kept and was persistent at it and uh, made me address the hard questions. And so I, I'm grateful for each and every moment of those uh, life lessons because it, you know, it, it prepares for future roles and future things that you're doing. And so that I'm very much appreciative of. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's so important to have those people uh, in our life to, to push us and, and to guide us along the way. What's, um, what is it that, that got you on the path that you're on right now as a educator and and uh, teacher and where where did that come from you know it just kind of fell in my lap a little bit yeah really <laughs> you know when you think about what i think about it when i went to uh, i went to undergrad and i got an undergrad degree in psychology okay and then you know god called me to ministry so from there and i was at Langston university in, in oklahoma so when God called me to ministry, he sent me to um, Southwest Baptist Theological Seminary. So when I got there, I had to pay for school. So I was like, okay, so what am I going to do to pay for school? And on the job board were these teaching positions. And I was like, I don't know. Who or what? Let me try it and see. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> so I tried. Um, I went in and got the interview. It was for a middle school uh, teaching uh, I think it, at the time was uh, mad. 
and got the position. And man, I have been in education ever since. So, so I never really did anything with the psychology degree. I use it every day though. Psychology of the mind and everything. Yeah. But um, it just kind of hooked me and grabbed me and. And so I feel like each and every moment I'm walking in purpose and really mm-hmm. being authentic self in that purpose. And so walking in that level of purpose, uh, walking what I'm called to do, um, doesn't seem like a, a, a job or occupation. It's my career. It's who I yeah. am. Yeah. And it's a part of me. And so it's just been an awesome privilege to walk in that. Um, doesn't mean that there wasn't some shortfalls and pitfalls and all that along the way. But truly, in the sense, I have thoroughly enjoyed being on this journey. Um, and so that's kind of how it, you know, it, it grabbed me, it took me, and I just didn't let go. And it didn't yeah. let go of me. And I think when I tried to let go, it was like, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear that. What, uh, are you still involved in ministry as well? Absolutely. So I do serve as an associate pastor. I've been in ministry for about the, over the 18 years now. Uh, serving in the local church. Um, and so, you know, a big part of who I am is my faith. A big part of my faith, uh, who I am in Christ. And that's who defines who I am. And that's who defines that level of purpose for me. And so, uh, and that's what I bring to uh, each and every day at work. You know, I'm able to combine my faith with education and go into the marketplace and be who he called me to be and to represent him to the fullest even in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I enjoy that and I enjoy being that who I am. And I think that, and I truly believe that people can see who I am because of Christ who lives in me. So, Yeah. Has that always been a large part of your life? Absolutely. Growing up. So, yeah. you know, growing up, we went to church two and three times a week, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a career, Nate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, and so it, it evolved from there, uh, my early, earlier childhood and going to church and just being um, immersed in the church. But, mm-hmm. I, it, you know, it, it really hits home when you uh, move beyond the superficial and you develop that own personal connection and relationship. So now you have some more tangible to hold on to because now it becomes authentic and connected um, opposed to, you know, you're doing out of because of family, because of what you're supposed to be doing. But, and so uh, that that connectivity and relationship evolved. And so, you know, it's more than just church. It's, it's my relationship with Christ that means so much to me. Yeah, appreciate you uh, sharing that. Thank you. What's, um, you know, when I think of championship leadership, especially championship leadership, I think of vision, right? Championship leaders have this incredible vision and the courage to take action on that vision, which I think is important, even when everybody else like thinks you're crazy, right? So what's, uh, what's the vision for you? Maybe even, you know, I say short term, like five years from now, where, where do you want to be with what you're doing and, and the... The, the institute that you have as well and and uh, and more importantly really the impact that you want to make you know one of the things I will I love to to move into the next five years is changing policy and reforming education and really get on the policy side the policy and advocacy side mm-hmm. really uh, initiating change at that level because um, I believe at the policy and uh, level, an advocacy level that we can change not only just for one state, but multiple states and 
um, really creating something unique for kids and, and, and of that magnitude. Uh, within the next five years, I want to be able to grow the company to kind of just soar uh, and be self-sustaining even more. And so that's kind of my five-year outlook on that. Yeah. Um, kind of where I want to grow the business and move that business to and really be the champion and the cheerleader, you know, who ran the whole time and celebrated short victories along the way mm-hmm. uh, of, of how it's, it, it happens and how it evolves and gets done. So that's my kind of my strategic kind of like five-year play. So that's kind of my outlook and perspective. Yeah, I love it. Um, so one of my favorite questions here is, uh, you know, we all have these like defining moments, these critical moments in our life, kind of kind of that for, fork in the road, if you will, where obviously you've made the decision that you did has you where you are today, but had you made a different decision, right? We're always kind of in that moment trying to decide whether we want to go right or left. And a lot of times we feel pulled to go one way, but uh, maybe the easier path or what seems like the easier path at the time or the the way that others will try and pull us is maybe to the left, right? And and, uh, so is there a moment or two that comes to mind for you that you could share with the listeners that might be in, in that moment themselves? And uh, it's always powerful to hear how others have decided in those moments to get them where they are today. Uh, is there a moment or two that comes to mind for you you could share? Absolutely. I think one of the moments was critical moments when I decided to launch um, New Horizon Institute. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're launching and then you're going out and you're stepping and you're taking this action, I mean, this leap of faith <laughs> to do yeah, absolutely. Life, that is always the most scariest moment ever because you're all, it seems like you're trying to have the, I want it done right mentality and I want everything to be perfect and, and I want it to be just right. So when it launches, everything is going to be good. It's going to be great. And I don't want to take anything from it. But at the same time, I'm nervous, I'm scared. How is this going to work? How is this going to evolve? How am I going to get clients? How, you know, you know the whole myriad of things that, that happened. And I remember um, telling myself, either I'm going to choose to do it or I'm not, right? Mm-hmm. Either I'm going to move forward or I'm not. Yeah. Either I'm going to allow fear to cripple me and not allow me to walk into my blessing. So... At that juncture and moment, I had to make a decision. What was I going to do? And so I just said, hey, I'm going to step out here. I don't know how all of it's going to evolve and look like in the next six months to the year now. But um, all I know is that, you know, I I, got to do what I have to. And so in that six months, you know, six months came and, you know, I saw things moving and forward movement and. People will call and ask, can you do X, Y, and Z? And I'll be like, okay. And yeah. then you know, six more moments gave you a little bit more motivation and confidence. And just mm-hmm. that, okay, these next six months, then I'll do this, I'll do that. I'll keep adding different programs and different things that we can offer different clients and making sure we can customize to meet the needs of various clients. And so I just kept plugging and plugging and plugging and plugging, you know, even when I couldn't see how the, the outcome, right? So I just yeah. kept doing it and kept moving to have that internal um, motivation and drink motivation to see, uh, see to see it be successful. So 
that's kind of what that fork in the road moment was. Yeah. was I, I was either going to retreat and be like, no, I'm not going to touch that, Nate. I'm going to leave right. it alone. Right. Or I'm going to launch out into the deep and say, it. sink or swim, son. Sink or swim. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you mentioned something about, you know, just continuing to move forward even when you when you can't really see the progress of the results or when it doesn't make sense almost too, right? The, how important that is to, mm-hmm. I, you're talking about having faith in, in the path and the journey you're on, right? Yes. Um, and so, yeah, I think one of the things continuing to have that, mo- that the inward momentum, because I believe though, sometimes you, you're not going to be able to see the, the results ahead of you. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be able to tangibly touch, taste, smell it or anything. And you just walk it, you just move it because you know the vision that you have on the inside of you, right? And so all you're clinging to is that vision and making sure that. And so, and then at the same time, mate, everybody around you may not understand. So they may be mm-hmm. they may be speaking negatively about the vision. They may be like, You've got to be crazy behind here. <laughs> what are you thinking? You know, yeah. what are you th- yeah, what are you thinking about? And so you know, you're going to have all these fleeting thoughts in the back of your mind running and percolating at the same time. And so you just have to be willing to make that constant decision and say it's a move forward. And I think for me, it was just saying, hey, I, 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 I've come too far to turn back, right? I'm not about to look backwards. I've come too far. So I've got to move forward in that. And that's what I did. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. As we start to wrap this up. Uh, you know, if there were one or two things that you could share with the listeners today that if they were to take action and implement those into their life today, it would help move their life forward. What would those be? Um, realize that number one, realize that there's no boundaries or limits. And the only limits of boundaries is the ones we place upon ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, make sure you have a vision and, and write the vision down and yeah. make sure that you're working tangibly each and every day to fulfill the vision that you have. Number three, uh, don't be afraid to launch out into the deep uh, to have, to make authentic connections with different people because you never know where the where that authentic connection will lead. That may be your next uh, financial officer. That may be your next blessing. So don't be afraid of those good connections. And number four is... I would say for anybody to get to a good mentor, one does not always necessarily going to agree, but one is always going to push you mm-hmm. in your thinking. And the last one is keep the faith. Keep the faith to the vision and the mission of what he's called you to do and realize that you are going to be successful as long as you keep plugging at it and you'll be victorious and the champion in the end. That's right. I love it. We got like three bonuses in that one. <laughs> Ask for one or two. So uh, number six is make sure you over deliver. I love it. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for being here. What, what, what are a few ways that uh, followers and listeners can follow you? Rather, the listeners can follow you online, check what you got going on, find out more about uh, everything that you're up to. Yes, um, you can check me out on newhorizoninstitute.org. That's newhorizoninstitute.org. Um, I have a new book out, Your Grady Is Right Now, which talks about purpose as well, too, which can be picked up, which can be purchased at any bookstore retailer. What's it called again? Your Greater Is Right Now. Your Greater Is Right Now. I can't believe we didn't talk about the book, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said about champion. I wanted to honor that. I didn't oh, no, man. We should have. Uh, 
Uh, I didn't want to. I wanted that's to all right. Maybe we'll I, have to run it back one of these days. Yeah. So yeah. I have a book, a new book that's out there, Brady is right now. And so it's, it's talk a little bit about that. We got some time if you got some time. Oh, yeah. So when I talk about purpose, the greatest right now is it's helping to the individual unlock the purpose that's already within them. And so they walk through seven amazing chapters of how to unlock the potential, the purpose to help them to move them to the greater to their greatness. Um, and so it's, it's not about like your greatness has to be on being the best CEO. It may be me being the best husband. Uh, the best father, the best mother. Um, it may be moving into, I want to be the next CEO of whatever, mm-hmm. but it helps to unpack and unlock that. And so I walk through my own short shortcomings, shortfalls, pitfalls, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I'm sharing my testimony as well too. But in the book, I provide you with practical tools and tips of how to so I'm not just giving you a bunch of theory of this is what it should look like, yeah. but here are the tangible tools and applications, tips that you're going to do. In the book, I'm the coach in chapter one who's with you, who starts it, helps you to define what greatness is. And then I am still the coach throughout the entire book to the end. So now you're walking victoriously in that. So you're going to do activities. You're going to journal. You're going to write. You're going to think. You're going to reflect. You're going to cry. You're going to scream. But in the end, you're going to be victorious because you're going to walk out greater than you were before. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, what what prompted you to write the book? My own shortcomings, my own short. <laughs> you have shortcomings? What? <laughs> yeah, my own shortcomings, man. <laughs> so I admit, I was, I was um, as a career educator, associate pastor, father, husband, you know, I was excelling in everything else out in the world, but I was man, I'm drowning. I have my own podcast too. So, but drowning in home. What is it? Uh, It's called the Dr. Love Show. I like it. (laughs) So we talk about education, uh, faith, and politics. Now, so I was drowning at home and I remember my wife said, I think that you are depressed. And I'm like, "Eh, no, because in my life, you know, how I see depression, you know, you're very high and low, but mine came out in a level of anger and resentment. And I think it also stems for me that I had this very pleasing nature, which stems all the way back to my childhood. I always wanted to please and make sure that everyone else was good. I would give everyone else 150% and give myself 10, right? Right. So, and the last thing that that changed, helped me to write this book was that um, in my anger, resentment, and all frustration, I remember my son said at the time, it's like, Dad, I really can't stand to be around you. And that was a turning point of me yeah. putting back this uh, things back together to trick and taking the tools and the tips and rebuilding who I am um, yeah. to be able to walk back in purpose. Awesome, man. Yeah. Powerful. Uh, and again, what name of the book and where we can find that? We'll get this all in the show notes too. Yes. So the name of the book is Your Greater Is Right Now. Um, and you can purchase the book at any bookstore retailer. Amazon? Amazon, Target, okay. Walmart, Barnes & Noble. All of those you can purchase. And yes. the podcast, say again? The podcast, uh, Dr. Love Show. You can Dr. find Love. it on Apple, Spotify, all those great things. Yeah, so y'all need to uh, check that out as well. And uh, is there is all that information on the new horizonsinstitute.org or do you have a separate website? No, so everything is a one-stop shop okay. where right. you can find, you can even order the book on my website. Um, uh, you can go to Amazon and order the book. Uh, the podcast, all, all shows are on the website as well, too. 
everything about the organization, the podcast, and everything is all on the website. Mm-hmm. Man. Thank you for sharing that. I'm glad we got to touch on that. Uh, I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, I got to ask about the book and, and uh, I didn't get to it. So I'm glad we were able to uh, touch on that. So I appreciate you spending some time with us today and, and uh, making this work. It's been an honor. Thank you so much, man. It's been mine. It's been my honor. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you for having me on the show. Absolutely. Have a great day. Thank you. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera, I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. And marriage has never been better than this And we got three kids, that's who I do it for I'm called to be a leader I'ma lead the way Cause I'm a firm believer We can do anything we want If I said it then I meant it I probably already did it Consider it done Consider it done If you need some inspiration you should play this Championship Leadership Podcast